Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. We begin the new week with nothing but winning, and man, we love to talk about winning at KKHI, don't we? It was a good weekend. You got to love it when they bury the good news on the weekend so you don't notice it and people don't talk about it as much. They expect a little carryover effect to Monday, but they'll drum something else up to keep this out of the headlines as best they can. And the news of the weekend was our Federal Department of Energy putting out a report that says they believe that COVID started in a Wuhan lab. I don't think that's news to you. I don't think that's news to me. I don't think it's news to most Americans. But now the Department of Energy is on board with the FBI and most American citizens that believe this thing started in a lab in China that we helped fund, our federal government helped fund, and in a massive cover-up by the scientific establishment, they didn't want you to know that we are putting our dollars into a lab in Wuhan and COVID killed all these people all over the world. They wanted you to think it came from a wet market or somebody ate a bad piece of fruit or somebody got bit by a monkey or something like that. That's what they want you to believe, and that's what they wanted you to believe from day one. You likely have not believed that. I don't believe it. I am getting to the point now where, as much as I love all our advancements in science and medicine, it is clear that the books we've read, the movies we've seen over the last 30, 40, 50 years about, I don't know, James Bond-type movies, even the funny ones like Austin Powers, where the scientific lab, they're building this thing and they're going to destroy the world and take it over. You can't explain to me what it is that we're doing in research when we're doing gain-of-function research. When we're trying to take a virus and make it more lethal in a lab, that's nefarious. That's wrong. That's morally bankrupt. And it seems we're doing this all over the world. Now, maybe we're involved in it because we believe other countries are doing it. And we need to stay up with it. I don't know. I just know that the Wuhan lab was supposed to be operating at a level four security level, and it was operating at a level two, and somehow the American government was funding money into the Wuhan lab for whatever the hell was going on there, and we know COVID came from there. We also know we were lied to three years ago, right about now, three years ago, when MSNBC, CNN, the Wall Street, I'm sorry, the New York Times, the Washington Post were all saying, they said this, quote, it is not a possibility unquote, that this came from a lab. It has all the signs of just being wild and it just happened in nature. No, it didn't just happen in nature. The Biden administration won't admit this now. They will not agree with the Department of Energy yet. They're saying, well, everybody has a different conclusion. They're not refuting it anymore. They're not out there saying it's not a possibility. They're not out there saying this is wrong. We disagree with the Department of Energy or the FBI or the investigation. They're not saying that. They're simply saying, there's a lot of different theories out there, and we're not going to draw any conclusion. Well, that's ridiculous and lame. And that's exactly what the Biden administration is, and that's exactly what the Democrats are. So there was a good win over the weekend that this came out, and of course, Republicans jumped all over it, and that's fine. But the bottom line is this. We've got to crack down on China. We've got to stop spending money in places, in countries where we know they don't like us or have our best interest. We've got to stop funding even research in places like that. This is embarrassing that this happened for the U.S., but as we often say, the cover-up is worse than the actual crime. So it happened. It got out. It got overblown, I think, globally. I don't think there's any question that the pandemic got overblown, that most healthy people had no trouble with COVID, 
And yes, it was awful for millions of people. And millions of people died with COVID. We're also learning that people didn't die of COVID. They died with COVID. We've known this for a long time. We mismanaged this thing. We were lied to in a million different ways. This entire thing was one giant scam. And now they're coming forward and saying, yeah, you conservatives in America that initially thought, well, this came from a lab and it was a leak and something bad happened. Yeah, you guys were right. That's what they're saying now. That's what they're saying. And chalk it up as if you had a one loss column, what would it look like if you had a big board and you were just putting the little tallies, you know, where you put one, two, three, four, and then you draw the line across it. I don't even know what they call those things in groups of five. What would it look like? Not just regarding COVID, just regarding everything. What would that board look like over what is first reported in America? The last, let's, let's say since Trump came down the elevator since 2015, that's really when the, the, the media were all in for Obama. It changed dramatically at the end of the Bush administration and for Obama, it did, but it wasn't like this. Okay, this has become so aggressive since Trump came down that escalator and ran for president. So let's say June 2015, when that occurred, almost eight years ago now, since then, if we were just keeping a tally of everything the media has reported on something that is political, not everything, not like did this airplane crash and 19 people died. I'm not talking about stories like that. I'm talking about stories that can be interpreted politically that Republicans and Democrats have disagreed on the story. Is this real? Is it not? Did Donald Trump pee on a bed in Russia with a bunch of prostitutes because he knew Obama slept in that bed? All the things, everything, all the things, all of the things that have something to do with politics, and certainly COVID did, created an opportunity for Democrats to lock people down. They love doing that. They love the control. They love complete and utter control. So if we went back to 2015, we had a tally board, how bad would it be? I mean, I'm thinking at least a five to one ratio, maybe more. I'm sure there've been some stories that conservatives were wrong about, were proven wrong, but it has to be a five to one ratio now because they just lie. They just make things up and they cover things up and there's no zero accountability. There's no, you know, that you, you are encouraged by the cops to walk into the Capitol building on January 6th and you've been in jail since then. If you're a Democrat and you commit a crime, they just let you go. And this has been going on forever. We can go all the way back to weather underground, violence in the 60s. We can see all these things that have happened historically. If Democrats commit crimes, there is no punishment. If Republicans commit crime, they are locked up and thrown away the key. So it was a good win over the weekend, but I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of it. They obviously let it out over the weekend. They don't want it to be big news. They don't want a lot of people talking about the Department of Energy has now concluded that the virus, the coronavirus, came from the Wuhan lab in a leak. They don't want that out there. They don't want that out there. The better way to change things and keep this from happening again is to ridicule it. Not to come out and say, we need a committee. We need to do this. Nobody's getting arrested. Fauci ain't going to jail. Fauci's a fraud. I think he'll be proven a fraud. I think history will remember the Democrats very poorly on this. I don't think there's any question, but it's going to take time to get to that point where we look back and go, wow, those people were evil. They were evil and they lied and they misled the American public and they didn't have our best interest in it. What they had in their best interest was continuing to fund their projects, continuing to fund the CDC, the NIH, continuing to fund all of their government agencies, continuing to fund their own bank accounts. That's what we're going to learn about COVID is that was it, that's what this was about. And it was about, don't blame me. Fauci knew from day one they were spending money in Wuhan. 
And he knew from day one there was a very real chance that that thing came right out of that lab because he knew what the hell was going on there. And you cannot make any argument that this was not gain-of-function research. None. Zero. It was. And it's against the law with federal funds. And we did it. That's a cover-up. That's a lot bigger than Watergate. We know it. We live it. It's not the same as Watergate because it's Democrats. They're not going to be prosecuted. They're not going to be locked up and thrown in jail. We can all want them to go to jail. It's not going to happen. The best we can hope for is that American voters catch on. And there was a moment this weekend on a show that I rarely watch, but I thought Saturday night was the night Travis Kelsey was hosting, but it is actually this Saturday night that he is hosting Saturday Night Live. So I clicked it on, and Woody Harrelson was on, and I've always liked Woody Harrelson. He was on Cheers back in the day. He's a funny guy. He's a Texan by birth, and he's, he's I don't really know his politics or anything like that. I've not followed that, but he's a likable guy. He's been in some great movies that you've enjoyed. It's pretty hard to hate Woody Harrelson. Now, if he was some crazy left-winger and he was always out there banging the drum, then maybe you'd hate the guy, but I haven't really seen that. And I'm watching his opening monologue, and he's going along, and he's reading the script, and he gets to the end, and now I can't tell if he's reading or if he's not reading. And so there's Woody Harrelson on stage Saturday Night Live, and he mentions his agent is in the audience, and they show the agent, and he say, makes some comments about, I don't like to drink anymore. Um, you know, I, I like to smoke a little weed, and, and I have my agent smuggle it from L.A. to New York, so I got my weed here. He's making jokes, trying to be cool, trying to be a Democrat, trying to fit in with all the cool Democrats that like to smoke the weed and, you know, whatever. It's their culture. It's not that conservatives don't smoke weed. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there is a, there's a glorification of the culture among liberals that, that that's good. Smoking cigarettes is bad, and alcohol maybe is bad, but smoking weed, just knock yourself out. That's just the way they that's, – that's just their politics, folks. Don't, don't send me emails over whatever. I'm just saying. So he's trying to fit in in the cabal that is the liberal whatever. It appeared to me went off script because I don't think he was reading at the end. And he had started talking about his agent, and we still don't know whether this was approved by Saturday Night Live or not approved, whether it was on the cue cards or whether Woody Harrelson was just riffing. And I don't know. And he goes, my agent's so good, he came to me with a script for a movie. And I immediately threw it away. It was the dumbest script I ever read. It was too unbelievable. I wasn't going to do this movie. They'd laugh me out of Hollywood if I tried to do this movie. And here's a direct quote. Woody Harrelson said, quote, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together. They buy up all the media and all of the politicians and force all the people in the entire world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out of their homes if they take the cartel's drugs. And then they have to keep taking them over and over. Harrelson said, quote, I threw that script away. I mean, who's going to believe a crazy idea like that? Being forced to do drugs? Wow. I, the audience was stunned. They didn't really laugh. He, he was saying it comedically. They didn't really laugh. They didn't know how to respond. The audience at Saturday Night Live is 99% liberals. It's just, it's just what it is. And again, I'm not bad-mouthing that part of the thing, but for him to say this and draw a comparison, which I wish I had thought of this. I mean, this belongs on this podcast. Comparing Fauci and Biden to the drug cartels belongs on a podcast like this or a leaning right news program somewhere. And there was Woody Harrelson saying it. 
I had to throw that script out. Nobody believed that. Drug cartels get together. They get control of all the media, all the politicians. They lock everybody down in their homes. And they say the only way you can get out of the homes is if you do our drugs. Yes, big pharma are cartels. Big pharma is no better than a drug cartel in, co- in the case of COVID. They're great when it comes to their cancer drugs and heart medications. There's all kinds of great things out there. I am not anti-medicine. I have never been anti-vax in my life, ever. But I'll be damned if I'm ever taking any experimental unless I'm dying. I better have something really bad. And the doctor says, well, there's this experimental thing. It may work because what we have doesn't work. I'll try that. COVID-19? After I've already had it and did a podcast every day with it? Never missed a beat. Nobody knew I had it. If I had one thing to take back, it would be the 10 days that we stayed home. We went for walks. We got outside, but we didn't, we didn't go places. Of course, everything was closed. And I was open back up by the time we got it. Things were open back up by the time we got it, but we stayed away from other people for 10 days. I think I'd probably take that back. I might've actually been doing my part to help get herd immunity if I'd gone out with COVID and infected some people. I might have made the world a better place. I don't know. I'm not saying that the, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. Fine. I didn't give it to everyone else. But I might have actually helped get to the end quicker because it was never it was never going to be stopped. It's a ridiculous thing. You know, we have this hubris as human beings that we think we can stop everything. We think we can change the weather, for God's sake. We think we can change the weather by driving electric cars. It's absurd. The whole thing's preposterous. We're not God. This is where so many liberals miss the point. They think that man is the ultimate being. We are not. Human beings are great. We've come a long way. We've done great, great things. We are by 50-fold the best species on this planet. We run this baby, all right? Humans rock. We're really good. But we're not God. There are things we can't control. You can't control a virus from spreading. You can't change the weather. You just can't. But my God, it was refreshing to see Woody Harrelson on Saturday Night Live. And again, I don't know whether that was on his script and they allowed it. I don't, I'm hopeful they did. I'm hopeful they're on board. I'm hopeful right now the liberals are going to start making jokes about what we did during COVID. That would be refreshing to see them go, wow, we had a bunch of boneheads in charge that lied to us, and it didn't do any good. That would be awesome. That would be so, so good. So we saw a couple of good things on that front over the weekend. We begin our new week with Mayor Pete coming to Kansas City. Oh, boy, I'm excited for this. It's going to be right down the street from my house in DeSoto on Monday at the new site for the Panasonic chip plant. $4 billion of industry, lots of good jobs. I think Kansas got worked over the coals on this, but I'm, I'm actually okay with this. I think if you're going to take a loss with a, with a liberal governor, if you're going to take a loss and give up a tax incentive or tax break or something in the short term, and what you wind up with is a $4 billion Panasonic plant in DeSoto with hundreds of really good jobs in the state of Kansas, these are the kind of losses I can accept. <laughs> I can accept that, okay, this deal wasn't perfect. Now, the sports gambling thing? Oh, my God, is the state of Kansas in trouble. $15 million was lost by Kansas casinos on the Super Bowl alone because everybody bet on the Chiefs, and they covered, and it went over. Oh, my God. So there's going to be no money this year in that fund for Kansas. 
all right, off sports gambling. The uh, But Kansans won, so I'm good with it. Again, I'm good with it. So it doesn't go to the state coffers. The state's not going to make much. But Kansans did. My God, we won $15 million on the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's one game. That's one day. That's profit, by the way. That's just profit. I'm sorry. That's the loss for the casinos. Gamblers, betters actually won more than that. Some people lost. But there are Kansans out there that tallied into the closer to $50 million in winnings on the Super Bowl and probably somewhere near seventy-five to $100 million on the Chiefs' playoff run. The people that just stayed strong and bet on the Chiefs every single time, I've made jokes about this. I was doubling up each week. We just spent five nights in the Dominican Republic. We pretty much paid for the trip betting on the Chiefs. I made a larger-than-normal bet the first playoff game, and in in, then I did it again, and then I did it again. And they doubled and doubled and doubled. It was great. It was a phenomenal run. It was fun. Why wouldn't you? You're in the playoffs. It's house money. Once you have house money, spend it. I, I could never at any point lose. I was just betting what I was winning. A lot of people did that, and it wound up being a lot of money. So Mayor Pete today is going to be in DeSoto at the Panasonic plant. Then he's going to KCI, or it's the other way around. I'm not sure. He might be at KCI first because he may land there and do that first. The governor of Missouri is going to be there. Governor Parson, we're going to get Mayor uh, Emmanuel Cleaver. We're going to get Mayor Q there. It's going to be awesome. And Mayor Pete's going to walk through because he's the Secretary of Transportation. He's going to walk through and go, look at the great things we're doing in America. And it will not be noted that this past, when the economy was really freaking good and people felt really good about themselves because Trump was president, we said, damn right, we need a new airport in Kansas City. And we found the funding and we did it right and we did it. This is a Trump airport. There is no other way to describe it. It is a Trump-era airport opening with Biden as president. And here comes Mayor Pete for some victory lap. Wow. Here's a note. There's a seven-story parking garage. It has 6,219 parking spaces. I'm going to tell you two stories about the parking garage. That's the first one. I want you to think while I tell you there's 6,219 parking spaces. I want you to think in your mind... How, what percentage would you take of the 6,219 and make them electric vehicle stalls? You just, just, just let that simmer for a second. I'm not going to give you the answer yet. I'm going to move on to another topic. You think about that. How many EV stalls do you think Mayor Q wants in there out of 6,219 parking spaces? So we can go green. We can brag about KCI. All right, the other note about the parking garage is they have done a dry run. This does not include security line. Not including security line. They went from the top level of the seventh story of the garage, the farthest parking spot away, and grabbed a stopwatch and left that stall, the farthest stall away, walked across the street into the airport and went to the farthest gate away. These Because everybody in Kansas City is freaked out. Oh, I'm going to be so far away. From where I'm, I'm so used to being dropped, you'll still be able to get dropped at the curb, and they got a whole pickup area. It's going to be much easier to pick people up now than it was in the stupid circle terminals. This is going to be better. I picked some friends up on Sunday night, and it's a mess. You know, I can't wait for the new thing to open. The, the lower levels all pick up. Upstairs departures, downstairs pickups. So you got somebody arriving, you go downstairs, you pick them up right at the curb. It's, just, it's going to be so much easier. There's going to be way more space there. Folks, this is going to be great. Trust me on this airport. So they went from the farthest spot away and walked to the farthest gate. 
in the B block with the farthest one away. This is the longest distance you could have from your car, if you park in the garage, from your car to your gate. This is the farthest possible distance, and it took seven minutes. Seven-minute walk. That's the farthest. That means there's going to be a whole bunch that are four, right, or three. This is going to be close. So you needed to know that about the parking garage. Everybody freaking out. That, oh, I mean, I was too inconvenient. It's going to be more in, this is going to be more convenient. It's going to be a far better airport. There's a lot of things in the airport I'm not going to like. I'll nitpick those, but I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we have it because the old thing was an absolute dinosaur. 6,219 parking spaces. 6219. How many electric vehicle charging stalls do we have? Charge your car, park it there for a while, you know, 6,219 spaces, 52 EV stalls. I mean, I would have thought one in six, maybe triple this number, 150 spots. I don't know. Is there room for growth? Can we get more if there's more electric cars? What do you do with your electric car when you're gone for a week? Does it lose its battery? I don't know. And I don't know if these are parking stalls. Well, they're they're EV stalls. Can you plug it in and leave for a week? I'm guessing you can't. I don't even understand what you're going to do. But we're going to have to get to a point someday where they all have charging stations. You could park there if you're leaving for 10 days and plug it in while you're gone, right? I don't know. I don't have these answers. I'm not smart enough. KKHI is brought to you by Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC. I was texting Mike Robinson over the weekend. He's a big baseball fan. You're going to love the sports fans and conservatives at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs. I've been researching the new GMC Canyon. It's coming out. Oh, boy, this is going to be nice. Mid-sized truck instead of the big one. Big truck's too big for me. I'm thinking about getting a Canyon maybe in another year or so. Still love my Chevy Blazer from Roberts Robinson. Love that car. $100 rebate on a set of four tires and home of the lifetime warranty at Roberts Robinson. They'll pick your vehicle up and service it for you absolutely free. Just call them, 816-826-1563. Say, can you service my car while I work? Come get it from me. Service it. Bring it back. 816-826-1563 online at robertsrobinson.com. 360 Document Solutions is online at 360documentsolutions.com. Folks, if you're running a business, here's what I'd do. Mark Lindquist is such an interesting guy and so good at what he does, I would just call him. Feel absolutely free to make this call and say, get me Mark on the phone. I want to talk to him about what we're doing over here and see what he thinks. Just bounce it off him on the phone. You don't have to schedule an appointment. Say, hey, here's what we do. Here's what we have. What do you think? You will find no one in this country that is a bigger and better expert about these types of things than Mark Lindquist and his team at 360 Document Solutions. They'll do a complimentary analysis of all your document technology, your IT programs, give you a complete review, including your current costs, and then give you a recommendation. And that's all free. 913-745-5344. You want customer service? 360 Document Solutions will beat whatever you're doing. I promise. These folks are the best for any business anywhere in the western part of Missouri or the entire state of Kansas. 360documentsolutions.com. And Tickets for Less is online at ticketsforless.com. I was on their website last night. I'm thinking about going to see the Turnpike Troubadours in Tulsa on March 30th. Thinking about it. It's looking good to me. 
Turnpike Troubadours have gone from a um, like tiny little bar band. They sold out American Airlines Arena in Dallas Saturday night. Sold out in Dallas. Wow, has this band gotten big. You don't even know their songs. They're not really on the radio. Man, are they good. I've gotten a couple of emails of people who went, I gentleman said he went and saw them in Little Rock the other night at the arena there. They're touring around the Midwest, and they're going to be in Tulsa March 30th. So I went on to ticketsforless.com. I'm looking for some good seats right by the side of the stage. There's no other way to do it. And you darn better believe I'm going to use my own promo code when I buy them. That's exactly right. Turnpike Troubadours, March 30th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. Any event, KKHI. You're going to save between 5 and 15% just by using the promo code. Whether it's here in Kansas City, you want to go see Billy Joel or Luke Combs at Arrowhead this summer. What do we get? Guns N' Roses? Who's coming to uh, Coffin Stadium? Motley Crue? Motley Crue is coming. Some of you, are, you love Motley Crue. They're all coming. Everybody's coming. Ed Sheeran's coming. They're all coming. here. Everybody's coming. Everybody's here. It's on. T-Mobile's got a bunch of great concerts. Royals are getting ready to start the season. You want to go opening day? Ticketsforless.com. Promo code KKHI. Or call their personal local concierge number, 913-685-3322. And a really, really good consultant will walk you through the process. Tell them what you want to see, and they'll do it all for you. You don't have to surf around on the internet. They'll do it all for you. 913-685-3322, ticketsforless.com. So happy to have them on board at KKHI. On Fox News Sunday this weekend with Shannon Bream, Jeff Rowe was a guest. You may or may not know who Jeff Rowe is. Not Mike Rowe, spelled different too, I believe. Not Mike Rowe, the, the dirty jobs guy. This is Jeff Rowe, a great Kansas City and a graduate of Northwest Missouri State University. And apparently he's lost about 150 pounds because I remember Jeff Rowe just being one big dude. In fact, you might describe him as a fat cat. He is the founder of Axiom Strategies in Kansas City, which now has 12 offices in eight states nationwide. He is a Republican conservative political consultant with an 81% win rate. He designs your strategy. He was the chief of staff for Sam Graves back in the day, and he's gone out on his own. He has worked with Ted Cruz, many other conservatives that you'd know. He's very good at what he does. He helps you develop your campaign and helps you win as a Republican. And he said, Fox News had him on as a panel guest. They showed a poll that shows Republican primary, Trump 43%, DeSantis 28%. Jeff Rowe said, and this is an expert, he said there is no room for a third, fourth, or fifth person in this race. He, he was asked, should Tim Scott get in? And he said, absolutely, Tim Scott should get in. Everybody should get in. But I'll warn every single one of them, there is no room in this race for third, fourth, or fifth. They're going to drop fast. They're going to drop like flies. They're going to drop fast. If you got enough money and you can stay in, what he liked about Tim Scott was, I don't care if Tim Scott gets 1%. It would be important for Tim Scott to be in the debates and be along for the ride on this thing, to be talking about and saying things that, that most voters that might be paying attention, especially in the middle, have not heard Republicans say. Let Tim Scott say those things. In other words, get some street cred for this party. Get Tim Scott in, the black senator from South Carolina. Get him in, get some street cred, and have this go a long way. And by the way, Scott could win his home state, which would be a big deal. That's always possible. I don't think he would win it, but he could. We could see that. So Rose said, absolutely get in, but understand, in the end, there's no room for third, fourth, or fifth person in there. Rose said, our great Kansas City in here, Jeff Rose said, 
I've never seen a first-time senator or governor with polling numbers this strong before they are in the race. And somebody pointed, well, what about Jeb Bush? You know, in 2015, Jeb Bush was in the race. He's talking about before the, and I, same thing I said last week. I've never seen it like it. DeSantis is not in. Now, DeSantis is releasing a book on Tuesday. That's pretty much the prelude to running. So I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that DeSantis is going to go through this process. But Jeff Rose said it right there on national TV. We have never seen a first-time senator or governor this strong in the polling before they're in the race. He went on to say what the Democrats want is a rematch. The Democrats want Biden versus Trump because, in his words, he says they know they'll win. The Democrats rally against Trump. That's what they do. And he wasn't sitting there saying he's not for Trump. He's saying the same thing I am. The Democrats will rally against Trump and millions of people will turn out to vote that wouldn't vote if Trump's not on the ballot. I feel it. He pointed to 125 million votes in 2016, total votes, and 150 million votes in 2020. 25 million more people voted in the election in 2020 because Trump was president. So you're always, you know, you always want turnout. We want turnout, turnout, turnout. Turnout's bad. Turnout's bad when Trump's on the ballot. That's what's proven. We don't have to agree with the election results. We don't even have to say they were fair, accurate, or, or correct. What we do know is what were tallied was, twenty, according to Jeff Rowe, 25 million more votes because Trump was on the ballot. Take Trump off the ballot, and Rowe is of the belief that millions of people that voted for Joe Biden before will either stay home or switch their vote that he has no chance against DeSantis of getting 80 million votes. And it sounds like he thinks it's going to drop a bunch, like Biden could lose 20 million votes all on his own if it's not Trump. Because what so many people don't understand, especially Trump supporters, and I consider myself a Trump supporter, what so many people don't really understand is your love and your support for Trump and would he be the best president are two different questions. What you don't know and we can't know until election happens, is how many millions of people will go vote against Trump just to vote against Trump? You know nobody voted for Biden. Those 80 million votes, or even if it was 70 million, let's say there was 10 million illegitimate, even if it was 70 million votes, those were anti-Trump votes. Those were not Biden votes. If Trump's in, the election is about Trump. And I loved hearing Jeff Rowe say that. It was very interesting to hear him uh, speak about that. You can see that. If you go to foxnews.com, you can watch the entire segment. Jeff Rowe from Kansas City on there doing his thing. I had to, re- I had to reschedule my appointment this week at NKC Dental. I did. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be coming up on the 15th. I'm going to go. I can't. Something came up tomorrow, and I can't go. But I'm looking forward to getting to NKC Dental, get my regular appointment, get your teeth cleaned, have them take a look at everything, do the x-rays. Dr. Bill Bush We'll do that for you. If you'd like to see Dr. Bush or one of the great dentists at NKC Dental, I can't imagine going anywhere else, to be honest. They're an award-winning dentistry. They're, uh, they had, uh, who do you have in there last week? Oh, Orlando Brown was in there last week. Chief's left tackle was in there. They always take pictures and put them on there. You want to go to a cool Facebook page? Go to NKC Dental Facebook page if you're on Facebook and watch the Chiefs players that roll through there. It's kind of fun. 816 471 2911 online at nkcdental.com.
Advantage Termite and Pest Control online, AdvantageTPC.com. Right now, you can set up for the entire year and get a discount if you bundle. You can do, you can even do like mosquitoes, wildlife, lawn care, termites, you name it. Advantage Termite and Pest Control. If you bundle services, you save even more or just sign up for the annual pest control, which is what we do. We do that. We love it. And they're great. And they come out, I think, quarterly. Uh, if we ever saw anything, they're out that day. Like if I see a bug and I call them, they come that day and go, oh, you have these little roly polies back here by your back door trying to get in. And they come out and spray and then this is done. They're awesome. I mean, they're really incredible. And for some reason, I got to talk to Aaron about this. I shouldn't say this because I don't know this is a fact. It, I'll just say this as a customer. It appears they have no issue with, with getting great technicians to come do the work. So many companies right now are struggling with that. It appears Advantage doesn't have that problem. 913-768-8989 for Advantage Termite and Pest Control. And, of course, our friends at Advanced Medical Imaging see what's inside. They're located in Lawrence, and they're online at medimageks.com. It's time to get the heart scan, folks. If you're 40 or older, you need to get a plaque score once a year and see where you are. This should be included with insurance. This should this is actually maybe more important than a physical. I shouldn't say that. I'm not a doctor, but it seems to me if they can see your heart, whether you're building up plaque around your heart, like you can you can get sick. You can have a tumor. You have something happen, and they can we can start working on that. Man, if you don't know you're getting build up around your heart, you get that widow maker, it's over. It's over. This thing's under a hundred bucks. Medimageks.com, 785-856-0224. And if you need an MRI or a CT scan, and Jessica may, she may have an issue with a hamstring here. We may have to go get her checked out. If you do, don't wait two weeks to go inside your hospital chain or something like that. You can get into advanced medical imaging today or tomorrow for an MRI or a CT scan, medimageks.com. All right, on to some other stuff. And most of these are sports-related, and the sports-related part is going to be the Alabama player, Brandon Miller. But I'm going to wait, and I'm going to build toward it with a story about Lady Gaga. Now you know why you listen to this podcast. We're going to get to an athlete by way of talking about Lady Gaga. It's exactly what we're doing. Lady Gaga, as you may recall, a year ago or year and a half ago, two years ago, it's been a while, had her personal dog walker walking her French bulldogs because I love my dogs so much. Why would I want to walk them when I can pay somebody else to walk them? Blech. Anyway, her dog walker is walking these French bulldogs, and a big thing in Los Angeles these days is stealing French bulldogs. They're worth several thousand dollars. You steal them, they send them off to Utah somewhere or whatever. They take the chips out and do all kinds of nefarious things, and then they sell them off for like four or $5,000 each. These are valuable dogs, French bullies. Lady Gaga's dog walker is shot in the process of stealing her two French bulldogs. So they go through this, and she offers a $500,000 reward. Why do you offer a $500,000 reward? Like, if I found it, if I found the French bulldogs, I wouldn't do it for a $500 reward. Of course, I'd return her dogs to him. 99% of people, if they found her dogs, would return them for no. They, they take them to the pound and say they're chipped, get them back to whoever they belong to. They belong to Lady Gaga. Most people would just do that. So why do you offer a $500,000 reward? There's only one reason to offer a $500,000 reward. And that is to break inside the circle of the money-breaking racket. 
Those people aren't making $500,000 a year stealing French Bulldogs. So you're trying to break into those people and appeal on their worst qualities that they're in this for the money. And it works. There were several people involved in the crime, the shooting, the theft. But then, because she's a celebrity, and, you know, goodness knows this is the most important case in Los Angeles, they wind up arresting like five people on this deal, including a woman whose boyfriend, this is crazy, this woman is, she has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend is the dad of one of the perps that committed the crime. She got nothing to do with it. But they reach out and they find all these people and they're going to cite them all. They give her a ticket or some sort. They give her whatever. $500,000 reward is out there. The woman turns. She's got the dogs. She returns the dogs to Lady Gaga. She didn't commit the crime. Her boyfriend is the dad of one that committed the crime. Lady Gaga does not want to give her the money and has not given her the money. The woman has filed a lawsuit. I support the lawsuit. Lady Gaga needs to pay this woman right now. You offered a $500,000 reward and a woman whose boyfriend is the dad of one of the perps? <laughs> you give him the reward. She sees them. She sees this woman as in on it. And loosely, maybe, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. You offered $500,000, no questions asked, which means you can't even ask my name. I'm just bringing these dogs to you. I'm just turning them over to you. You don't need to know who I am. Oh, but then she finds out she's dating the guy who's the dad of one of the perps and says, I'm not giving that woman the money. I'm not big on lawsuits, folks. This woman deserves the 500000 I really don't care. I don't even care if she knew it was happening. It is a no questions asked reward offered by a gazillionaire. You pay this woman. And I'm not even saying this woman's a good woman. I don't care. You, you made publicly the statement that I'm so rich. I have $500,000 to get my two French Bulldogs back. I'm paying it no questions asked. That means you're paying it no questions asked. Brandon Miller, on the other hand, is a basketball player at Alabama that has not reached the star class of Lady Gaga. Brandon Miller was involved in a murder. How was he involved? Well, he went and retrieved a gun, gave it to a friend who got in the back seat, gave it to a teammate, an Alabama basketball teammate, who was in the back of his car with a, another friend of his who was not an Alabama basketball player. Okay, so Brandon Miller got in his car, went and got the gun, gave it to his teammate. The teammate gave it to the third guy. The third guy shot and killed a girl the gut, after he got out of, the, out of Brandon Miller's car. Brandon Miller was driving him around. Presumably, they get to where the girl is. The guy gets out of the car. I, they, they can't charge Brandon Miller. We've talked about this on the podcast. Forget the case. What happened over the weekend was Alabama was playing and Brandon Miller came out for introductions and some white guy walk-on that wants some street cred apparently is standing there at the end of the line where he comes out for introductions. And Brandon Miller puts his arms out, extends his arms all the way out, parallel to the ground, and the teammate pats him down like he's checking him for a gun right there in front of an entire arena. And the coach let him play. And the coach said after the game, well, uh, we, we had a nice stern talking to about that. This could be the national player of the year. I mean, this guy's a great player. He looks like maybe he's a lottery pick. He's a freshman phenom, and Alabama's really good. And they really want to win basketball games. And it's just kind of unfortunate there's a dead girl. We kicked one guy off the team that was involved with the dead girl. You know, he had the handgun and gave it to the guy that did it. So we kicked him off the team. But Brandon Miller driving the car, going and getting the gun, now he can play. 
He's going to stay. He gets to stay and play. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's unbelievable. Hey, this is kind of interesting. Top restaurants right now in America. Here's what this tells me. I'm going to tell you the two top restaurant concepts right now in America that that are gaining in percentage year over year. And I'm going to tell you, I believe this is because conservatives are not scared to eat out. The conservatives are the first people back to restaurants, first people back to the movies, first people back to sporting events, first people back to anything. We're not scared. And that the portion of America that is locked down and is not leaving home again, and that is a sizable number, by the way. There are millions of Americans that only go to the grocery store. You see them wearing their masks. They get out and go and get their supplies, get what they need, but they're not going anywhere. They're done. They're done with humanity and they're staying home. Those are Democrat voters. Those are Democrat voters. The top restaurant concepts in America year over year are steakhouses and breakfast places. Well, now, when I go to a steakhouse, I know I'm surrounded by my people. (laughs) And pretty much when I go out to breakfast, it's the same way. Let me tell you who goes to steakhouses and breakfast places. Bubba. Good old boys. Good old boys like to go to Texas Roadhouse and get them a steak. They love to go to the Big Biscuit and have a little breakfast. Bubba's out, man. Bubba don't care. (laughs) So the growing trend in America is steakhouses and breakfast places. Now, that's not good for our arteries or our health necessarily, but it does tell you since those are gaining and other segments are not, that it's conservatives that are fueling that. That's just an absolute no-brainer. All right, before we get all the way into sports here, I want to remind you that we put a podcast up over the weekend with Skylar Thompson, the Miami Dolphins quarterback. He's a local kid from Kansas City, played at Fort Osage in K-State. And I know a gazillion of you are not Kansas State fans, but go listen to this interview. Go listen to this young man. Yes, there's some K-State stuff in it. Just listen to this man speak. He's doing an event on Saturday night in Manhattan at Goolsby's in the Blue Mountain Hotel. It's a cancer fundraiser, and that's the reason uh, we had him on the podcast was to talk about his, his, he lost his mom at a very young age to cancer, and he's trying everything he can to make as much money as he can for cancer research. Go listen to that podcast. Typically, when we put things up late on Friday or like that over the weekend, they don't get as many downloads as a regular podcast. I would encourage any of you to please go give it a listen. You'll like it. He's a, just a terrific young man. He'll make you feel better about young people. He will. I'd say go do that. College basketball over the weekend. Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri. Win, win, win. KU was the story of the weekend. It probably should have been Missouri because they just rolled Georgia. K-State got a really good road win at Oklahoma State that most of the day didn't look like they were going to win, and they played great down the stretch to win, and they're in, they're in a really good position to be the three seed in the Big 12. If they win two games this week, they're no worse than the three. I think they're no worse than the four no matter what because they're going to – well, they, they've got Oklahoma and Manhattan Wednesday night. They should win that game. Missouri, as we've talked about, has a run-the-table schedule, playing crappy teams here heading off to the tournament. Right now they're projected to be a nine seed. Their record's better than that. But – they do have a lot of games against lesser teams. They've got, they got five, like five quad one wins. They're doing fine. Missouri's fine. They are safely in. They can lose out and be in the tournament, folks. All three of these teams could lose every game left and still be in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty cool. I don't remember the last time that was the case, but this is great. Story of the weekend was KU. They just dilly-dallied around against West Virginia. They had an eight-point lead with four minutes to go or something, five minutes to go. They find themselves in the precarious position of being able to lose the game on the final possession if West Virginia hits a three. They played great defense. They forced a turnover, and they won the game. They didn't look all that great in doing it. Kansas has still got that sort of element of being a psycho team, that on a given night, 
against a good defensive team that maybe hits a couple of shots. They're prone just like anyone else. This is going to be a wild tournament. We'll see. I think Kansas will be the favorite in Vegas to win the national title. I think they'll, they got a chance to be the number one overall seed. And I think they've earned all that, but they just don't look like a typical Kansas team. They have moments where you just kind of scratch your head. But KU plays Tech Tuesday night, and if they win that, uh, if they win that, they can do a tr- it's senior night. They'll do their roses and stuff after the game. They can bring the trophies out. They'll earn a piece of the Big 12 title by beating Tech, which they most certainly will do on Tuesday night at Allen Fieldhouse. But the interesting story here is Dewan Harris, who had 17 points in the game, on Saturday, and he's playing much better than he was. It's been very helpful. They're not as reliant on Jalen Wilson, and it looks like only McCullough and Wilson will be the seniors celebrated on Tuesday night, even though Dewan Harris has just completed his fourth year and graduated. He's graduating. Dewan Harris made the shocking announcement that, no, I'm not doing senior night. I'm coming back. And he said, I think it's going to work out that I'm coming back two more years, which means what? It means Kansas is going to pay Dewan Harris more money in NIL to stay than he can make in the minor leagues, playing in Europe, Greece, Asia, something like that, that the money is going to be so significant for Dewan Harris the next two years that he's not even thinking about going pro. Because you can go pro and not play in the NBA and make a really good living. Now it looks like for a lot of players, that's just off the board. Dewan Harris says, I'm coming back for two years. They're backing up the Brinks truck, and I'm going to sit here and run this thing for two more years. Count me in. That's unbelievable. That's the unintended consequence. We didn't see that coming, did we, with NIL? We didn't see it coming, that there's going to be really good, high-quality players in both sports. We saw a couple of guys at Kansas State do this this year. I can't believe it. Cooper Beebe could have gone to the NFL. Now, he wants to play with his brother. His brother's coming in as a freshman, so they're going to play a year together. But this Daniel Green, the linebacker, is a stud. He came back another year. It makes you wonder why. Hey, maybe I could move up in the draft with one more year. He was a little injury prone last year. If he goes and has another, he's a really good player, but if he goes, you know, 12 games, no injury and gets paid while doing it, that might make him some real bucks. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting to see the choices that they're making, but an interesting one there from Dewan Harris says he's got two more years. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach at Michigan in football. Jim Harbaugh last week was, driving during an ice storm and saw a bunch of downed trees. He saw Ann Arbor police officer Howard Cooper by the side of the road trying to pull the trees off the street and make it passable for other drivers. Harbaugh got out of his SUV and started helping. said, Officer Cooper, you have any gloves? He says, yes. So we borrowed the gloves, and the two of them cleared the trees off the road. Officer Cooper turned to Coach Harbaugh and said, you're a good man. Coach Harbaugh said, feel free to spread that word. Harbaugh has been much maligned by many people on the left for his conservative stances, his support of conservative politics, his belief in Catholicism, his stance on abortion. He's been blasted right and left. The sports media are liberal. They don't give him a fair pass. They don't give him a fair shot because they know he's conservative. They're tough on him. So he said, feel free to spread the word around. That's a good response. I'll tell you what my response has been through the years. I don't talk about this very often, and I'm not going to spend much time on this, only to get to the response because I think the response is a good one. I do nice things for people, sometimes completely randomly. And it's really nice to do nice things for people and they have no idea who you are. And they're just like, oh, okay, thank you. And you go on about your day, whatever. But occasionally do something nice for somebody 
and they look at you and go, wow, you're really a nice guy, Kevin, or something like that. And I always say, shh, don't tell anybody. That's always been my comeback. Don't tell anybody. Don't ruin it. For all these people out there want to think I'm a bad guy, don't ruin that for them. Don't ruin it. Lebo used to say, he used to say, you got to stop doing nice things for people, Kevin. I said, why would I do that? My mom taught me that. I had a conversation. I went to church with my mom yesterday. And I had a conversation with her. I said, when was the last time you went to confession, mom? Uh-oh, now I'm getting out over my skis. I better watch out. It's been a while. But I followed it up with, what on earth would you confess? <laughs> like, my mom's got nothing to confess. Nothing. Nothing. Not, oh, boy, I drank too much last week, or I ate too much, or, oh, I had, too, I mean, even like too many cookies or something. Do you confess that? I mean, is that gluttony? I don't know. She's got nothing to confess. And then I asked her. We all agreed she had nothing. Jessica was there. We agreed she had nothing to confess. And I said, Mom, what do you do when the dealer overpays you in blackjack? Do you give it back? And she says, oh, no, that's part of the game. That's their mistake. <laughs> I said, uh-oh, you need to go to confession. <laughs> oh, my God, we just had a great time. She is such a treasure. She's awesome. I mean, she's just great. And then we went to Home Depot afterwards to get the tiniest little $4 item you ever saw for her sink. And it's just, it was a trip. People come up and they like her more than me. This is your mom, Kevin, hey, Kevin, the guy working there who looked to be a veteran, but I didn't say anything. He had a he had an artificial leg and he was an older gentleman. And I didn't say anything about that because I didn't want to presume that he was a veteran. But if he's listening to the podcast, know that I think you are and I love you and respect you and thank you. But either way, God bless you for being at Home Depot as a retired man with a artificial leg. He walks right up and says, Kevin, is this your mom? <laughs> it's the best. It's just the best. You folks are so, so nice. Just love it. All right, Charles Howell III is a golfer. He won on the Live Tour. Charles Howell III won $4.8 million yesterday, playing in Cancun, essentially. On the regular tour, Charles Howell III, he's been around a long time, 609 starts. He won three tournaments. The three tournaments he won on the PGA Tour combined, combined, his whole career combined, winnings of three victories, $2.75 million. He won on Sunday and won $4.8 million. He won the individual prize and then won the team prize. They have four-man teams in Live Golf. His teammates were pretty good this weekend, but he, he lapped the field. He won by like five or six shots. So he carried his team to first place where everyone on that team gets a million and a half dollars. So if you're on his team and you went in the live tournament, and you played crappy. They only keep three scores out of four now. So the bottom guy gets dropped. If you're the bottom guy, you contributed nothing, but you get your big fat check being on that team. What do you buy for Charles Howell or the other teammates? What do you do for him? This money's insane on this tour. Chris Kirk is on the PGA tour. The Honda classic finished in Florida yesterday. It was Chris Kirk's win, first win in eight years. He's number 90 in the world. He beat number 330, some guy named Hale. Nobody knew who was playing in the Honda Classic. Chris Kirk won a million five. Charles Howell won three times that on the Live Tour. There were no names all over the board. It was dramatic. The golf was so good that on the last hole with a one-shot lead, Chris Kirk hit it in the water. Why? I don't know. I could have won the tournament from there. Where he was, like 230 yards out, on a par five, I would have won the tournament. 
I would have hit a seven iron up in there, and then I'd have had about 80 yards to a sand wedge to the middle of the green. Not middle of the green. I could have put it 25 feet away, two putt and win. Oh, no. This guy hit it in the water. Sure he did. These tours are really interesting right now. And remember, everybody on the live tour can play in the majors. So they're not too worried about it. The live tour, they're playing music. They got boom boxes going. The fans are having parties. They're dancing. They're letting the players play in shorts. The pace of play is faster. It's completely different than the PGA Tour. And I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's completely different. And I will also tell you right now, I made my decision yesterday. If I were a professional golfer, I would have left the PGA Tour. I'd be gone. I'd be out playing on the live golf. Don't talk to me about the Saudis. I don't want to hear it. You can't get away from it. Take your shoes off because they were made in China. Take your clothes off. You got all kinds of stuff in your house. You know, your car's got stuff in it from other countries. We can't do that anymore. You can't. You, you, the, the, the one-worlders have won here. There's no way you can try. You can take certain companies and take them out of the equation, but you can't. You just can't do this. Besides, it's not really a Saudi company. It's an investment firm in Wall Street that is backed by the Saudis. It's a hedge fund. It's a fund. It's a giant. It's, it, this is just an investment. It's another company they're building. See, in Wall Street, when you invest in a, uh, if you put your money in, I don't know what, what Charles Schwab, some mutual fund, money, mutual fund and somebody's managing it. You don't know what businesses they're putting you in. So there's this big fund in on Wall Street that is backed by the Saudis, and they have so much money, what they're doing is trying to build a golf league. They don't just buy stocks in other companies. They do startups, and this is a startup. I just, I can't. I just, I can't, I can't go there. I can't, I can't sit and sit, watch. We glorify the NBA, and it's nothing but Chinese propaganda. Can't do it. All right, our final final is coming up, brought to you by MyPillow, online at MyPillow.com slash KKHI. I've ordered the MyPillow 2.0. I'm going to give it a try. The new MyPillow, it's been 15 years since they've changed the MyPillow. The new MyPillow is out, MyPillow.com slash KKHI. It is the largest discount you can get on a MyPillow 2.0 right now, or call 800-923-9034. They have a brand new MyPillow. They have not changed in years. But it's out. They're keeping the old MyPillow too, but they say this one will stay cooler at night. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm going to get it. I've ordered it and I'm going to try it. I'm going to let you know. MyPillow.com slash KKHI. Finch Knife Company online at FinchKnifeCo.com. Shields in Overland Park at the Bullet Hole in Mission. Now featuring the Hatfield Collection online at FinchKnifeCo.com. And BStock.net. Folks, I had lunch with Chris last week from BStock and he's got so many laptops, they got to go. Just make an offer. Just make an offer. Go out there, find a laptop, make an offer. Get online, find the laptop you want, make an offer. They got to go. They got to go. They, they can't get rid of them. They literally can't sell them fast enough. Make an offer. Make a stupid offer and get yourself a laptop. Bstock.net. Our final final today is Cardinals manager, baseball Cardinals manager, Oliver Mormol, who had a spring training game Saturday, and C.B. Bucknor was the home plate umpire, and they walk out to do the lineup card. And Buckner will not shake his hand. Marmol and Buckner got into it last August in a game where Buckner ejected the Cardinals manager and the umpire held a grudge. He wasn't going to shake his hand. Marmol said, look, I, I've been kicked out of games before. I, I want to go back out the next day just to let him know, here we go, no hard feelings, let's start over. Well, that's probably in your best interest as the manager. I get that. He said he will send a player that's ejected out the next day to go see the umpires in the same fashion. It's the spirit of sportsmanship. 
Marmol would go on to say, Buckner, quote, he has zero class, unquote. Wouldn't shake my hand. Ah, I hate to leave you with a bummer, but I thought Cardinal fans may enjoy that one. There's a lot of Cardinal fans in the area. We welcome them to this podcast. We do. We welcome Cardinal fans. You good conservative people in Missouri that love St. Louis Cardinals, I'm all on board with you. Let's do it. Let's ride together. Let's ride that red wave. That's KKHI to get your week started here on a Monday. Hope you are enjoying it, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Tell your friends about the podcast if you don't mind. Have them hit that like, follow, or subscribe button. It's absolutely free. We would love to have them jump on board at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 